Amen. Well, good evening, everybody. Man, it's good to see y'all tonight. Thank you for being here. I pray you've had a good day. Uh, it's been a good day for you if you've been in the air conditioning, right? Uh, it's been steamy outside. Poor brother David, he works out in this stuff every day. Uh, been out working probably on the back of a mower or a tractor or something like that. And so uh, my heart goes out to those guys who, who have to work out in this heat. And uh, man, we, we completely understand. We want you to be safe and, uh, and take care of one another. We're here tonight to worship the Lord. Are you ready to go after Him together tonight? Amen. Why don't you stand if you don't mind? Let's pray. Man, God's good. God is so good. Let's pray. Father, man, we love you tonight, Lord. I thank you. I thank you for the opportunity to gather together in your presence. Thank you for brothers and sisters in Christ, God, who love one another and who love you. Lord, I just pray tonight that your precious Holy Spirit will just come and just, just fill this place, flood this place tonight, God. Let your word come alive, Lord. Bring revelation, knowledge. And God, may we glean and grow closer and stronger to you. God, we give you all the praise and the glory. We thank you, God, for who you are and what you do. In Jesus' amazing name, amen and amen. Let's worship the Lord.
pray, God, we keep our eyes set on you tonight, Father. Father, thank you so much for your presence in this house, God. God, we're just here to worship your holy name and to magnify you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father, for your spirit in this place tonight as we worship. Yes. 
We're going to sing this chorus. It just says, our God reigns. Our God reigns. There's no words for it back there. I didn't have it on this. Father, you reign tonight. Forever and ever, our God reigns. Just play it again to us. Holy Spirit, have your way in this sanctuary tonight, God. We felt your presence, Lord, tonight as we were practicing. Father, manifest yourself in our hearts, God. Manifest yourself in a mighty, mighty way in the sanctuary tonight, Father. Father, as we release all the stresses of the day, God, as we release all the thoughts, God, running in our head, Lord, help us just to concentrate on you, Lord. Play it again.
my child. Oh, my son. Oh, my daughter. I know your heart. I know you intimately. when it doesn't all make sense. I know there's times when you are confused. But rest assured in this. No matter what else may be going on, no matter what might be happening, or what events unfold around you, I am God. And I reign. Amen. I am over it all. I am high and lifted up. And my train still fills the temple. I am still on the throne. And I still reign supreme. Do not worry. Do not worry. Do not worry. Tomorrow will have enough problems of its own. I take care of you right here. And I will take care of you tomorrow. I still reign. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Father. Praise you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I think you know that as your pastor, I've always encouraged the gifts of the Spirit to be in operation. I believe in the power of tongues and the interpretation of tongues. I always want to be a willing vessel myself for the Spirit of God to flow through. But I don't know that I've ever given a message in tongues that applied so much to me personally. Man, we get so caught up with all the junk going on and you look at the headlines and you look at the events unfolding in our own personal lives and you're just like, man, it's all out of control. It's just spinning out of control. Thank God He reigns over it all. 
God's not the author of confusion or chaos or calamity. Our God rules and our God reigns. And he's still high and lifted up and his train of his robe still fills the temple. So why should we worry? Why should we worry? Come on, can you just praise the one who reigns tonight? Come on, all over this room. Father, blessed Redeemer, sweet Spirit of God, I love you. Lord God, I love you. In all my days, I just want to please you, God. That's really all that matters is pleasing you. God, I just want to make you smile. I just want to make you happy. And God, all the events and all the things that go on around us, Lord, it's just the world and it's just the spin. And God, you're above it all. You're above it all. We thank you, Lord. We praise you, God. You rule and you reign. You are Lord God Almighty, maker of heaven and earth. Lord, we bless you tonight. God, we praise you. I love you, Lord. I just love you, Lord. Hallelujah. Isn't he precious tonight? Isn't he good? Oh, come on, give him a hand clap of praise. Amen. Tell somebody around you you love them tonight, please. Man. Wow. Man, what a great worship set. Thank you, worship team. Thank you, Sister Julie. Man, I appreciate you all so much. So good to have people that take you right into the presence of God. I love it, man. I love it. I love it. I love it. Ah, so good. Just a few things to be reminded of tonight as we get started um, into the, to the ministry of the Word tonight. Uh, Primetimers outings coming up this Saturday, uh, June the 25th. If you're going to be riding the van, we're leaving here at 3 o'clock, okay? And so we encourage you to sign up. We'd love to, uh, to let you uh, come and join us. The, I know some of you say, oh, we don't want to crowd the van and, and we'll just drive ourselves over there. Listen, the party happens on the van ride over there, okay? And so you guys come on. Sister Vonda and I are going to go as chaperones. And so you guys can just come on and, and, uh, and go and, and we'll have a great time. We're going to uh, Fishtails in Tishomingo. Uh, you can either hop on the, the van uh, at 3 o'clock or meet us over there at 4. They actually open at 4.30, I think is what Marla looked at today. And so 4 o'clock. Okay, we'll get our heads together and we'll leave, we'll leave appropriately. But if we sat in a parking lot for 30 minutes, we can play dominoes or something. And so come on and we'll go. The 3rd of July uh, is going to be our 4th of July celebration. Uh, Brother uh, 
Jason's getting together all the groceries and supplies as soon as he gets back off vacation for us. And uh, I text Brother Lynn today, and uh, he volunteered to cook for us. And so uh, we've got the 3rd or the 4th of July covered, and so you guys come on out. I'm sure there'll be a sign-up sheet, Sister Marla, for ice, homemade ice cream and, and all the fixings and stuff like that. And so uh, get, get ready for uh, the cookout for the 4th of July. That'll be a great time. And also, Love Lone Grove Day is coming up quickly you guys. August the 6th uh, is Love Long Grove Day. We're accepting donations now for uh, the, all the, the clothing or backpacks and if you just want to put you know some money in the offering for uh, the back pla pa black plaques, uh, the backpacks, say that three times fast and you got the Holy Ghost. No, no. no. Um, the, for the backpacks or the school supplies, that'd be fine as well. Um, the Royal Ranger room right now is where we're storing all the stuff. If you bring uh, clothing items or garage sale items in, you can store them back there. Um, and, and just so I know we have several new families, new, new faces and stuff. Our, our Love Long Grove Day, everything we do on that day is free to our community. Uh, we always try to, to have some sort of a, a lunch for them, maybe hot dogs and a pop and a bag of chips. Uh, we always try to have haircuts. We always try to have uh, all the, of course, garage sale stuff. Uh, we have backpack school supplies and things like that to get ready for the new school year. And so, Vonda, am I forgetting anything else? Uh, fr free dental uh, health care and uh, <laughs> no, no, none of that. Sir, <laughs> say we... We'd volunteer some people to brush teeth or something. I don't know. But anyway, it'll, it'll be a good day. You guys come on out. Brother Joey can pull teeth for you. I'm sure he'd take care of that. He's got a good pair of pliers, and we'd just take care of that. Anyway, it's going to be a great time. That uh, It's always a great outreach to our community. Uh, Miss LaDonna is excited to start putting clothes on racks, and, and uh, so that'll be happening pretty quickly as well. And so a few things to be reminded of tonight as we go to the Lord in prayer. Uh, of course, youth camp was a great success. They came Sunday night and shared uh, all of their uh, adventures, and, and they had just a great time. Men's ministry uh, was last Saturday, had a great time. Brother Don, you wasn't here when I got to brag on you uh, on Sunday, I don't believe, uh, but I just want to thank Brother Don again. Uh, normally, we have a great breakfast. I mean, Brother Tommy and Randy and Gary always make good food for us. We've always got scrambled eggs. We've always got biscuits. Uh, we've always got sausage, and not normally brings some good sausage gravy, but this time he went above and beyond. Uh, he brought us fried potatoes and fried pork chops and sausage gravy. And every one of them men walked out of there going, I can't believe I ate the whole thing. I mean, it was, whew, it was good. And so, Don, thank you, thank you, thank you. It was wonderful food. Uh, and heart to heart, the ladies went to Sakura, and uh, they had a great time in the Lord as well. And uh, just a great women's fellowship. And uh, good things are happening with our men's ministry and women's ministry. We thank the Lord for that. Uh, prayer request tonight. Let's keep praying for Brother Ronnie. Uh, I got to talk with uh, Brother Gary right before service. He said he had seen him today and uh, that his wound had, had closed down to, to pretty small and that they were going up inside there and cleaning it out from the inside. They want it to heal from the inside out. Is that right, brother? They want it to heal from the inside out because if it heals out here, uh, it, it won't heal as fast on the inside. And so they're trying to keep it open and clean. And, and, uh, but everything's pink the way it should be uh, since they opened up the blood vein to get blood flow to his, to his foot. And so things are looking up for Brother Ronnie. Had a doctor's appointment today and he's doing good. And uh, so keep praying, guys. Keep pressing in and praying. Uh, 
we're still praying for Mama Betty, uh, getting better and getting stronger every day, and uh, gaining weight is what we're praying for. That's what I'm praying over you. Uh, I want you to get stronger. We're praying for uh, just the, the blood supply to those tumors they say that are there to be cut off and for them to die and uh, just go away. A lot of different needs and names, uh, things that are going on in different people's life. Let's remember Marla's sister, Debbie, uh, tonight. We need to hold her up in prayer. Uh, she's got a blood flow issue to her legs, and uh, she just really needs the Lord to intervene. We do have a praise report, at least one. I know of another I'm going to give you a chance to talk about. But uh, we have uh, some new in-laws in the house. Uh, Gerald and LaDonna, uh, our, our boy Ethan, man, he uh, stepped over, jumped the broom this weekend. And uh, they got married and, and they were showing us some pictures. And oh, he looked so handsome. And uh, she looked just as beautiful as possible. I think he married up, Mom. I mean, he's a good kid, but I think he married up. And so... Uh, congratulations to you guys and congratulations to them as well. Very happy uh, for Ethan. Uh, any other praise reports tonight? Anybody want to brag on the Lord? Miss Kate. Uh, well, I've been anemic uh, these past few weeks and uh, I've been having trouble with my Wow, praise God. Yeah, and uh, one, uh, one level was at 7 and now it's 79. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome, and I, girl. And I, told, uh, I go to the same doctor that Betty goes to, and I told her how the prayer here Amen. really helped. And she goes, yes, I believe in prayer. Amen. That's awesome. And hamburgers, too. That helps as well. Oh, right? yeah. I'm Amen. tired of it, but I'll keep doing it. <laughs> Amen, girl. <laughs> If, if hamburgers make your iron go up, mine ought to be about 40000 Well, it says it does. It's about hitting the iron. That's awesome. I'm so happy for you. What a great praise report. The prayers are Amen. Amen. Macklemore's ought to have a praise report. How many are we close to 50? Three more to go. Uh, they're, they're on a whirlwind tour, and they're three states away from visiting from covering all 50 states. Man, what, a, what an accomplishment. What a really cool thing. And uh, now they went to some of the northern states this last go around, and I think they were ready to get home before they got back. And so, uh, but we're glad you're home safe and sound, and we'll be praying for those last three to get off that bucket list and everything to go smoothly. Miss Carol. Our boys got to Chicago and back home. Thank you, Lord. And I got my blood work back today. We don't think you're normal. We think you're spectacular. Amen. 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 Yes. yes, my sister. I want to say thank you, Lord, for the health. Getting much, much better in so many different ways. And for um, <coughs> miracles to the family. Amen. Amen. I'm Amen. Thank the Lord. And my grandson went to Puerto Rico and New York, and he's back. Uh, and I 
give thanks for the safety yes. and for his recognition it was God that did it. Yes. Amen. Yes. yes. Amen. That prayer works. Yes. yes sir, even on fishing trips. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. Oh, no, yes. No, 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 that's awesome, girl. Yes. That's awesome. Yes. Amen. I praise God. Yes. Miss Faith, do you have something for us? Yes. So um, I had asked everybody to pray for my co-worker yes. who had passed away. And um, so I went to the funeral yesterday, and it, I had a real God moment. I mean, where God made a way where I hadn't even thought of how it could happen. And, you know, after a long drive, it was over in Lindsay, and by the time I dropped girls were the first thing. Well, when I went to wash my hands and came these two young ladies and they saw me in my mercy uniform, they said, which one are you? What is your name? And it was her two daughters. And I got the opportunity. I told them, I said, God doesn't care that we're in the bathroom. Wow. So I got to pray with them uh -huh. and everything. That's I, awesome. Yeah, I would yeah. never have had that opportunity Amen. any other way. Praise God, sis. Yeah. That's an ordained God moment. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. Amen. Amen. Anything else? Praise reports, Miss Kim. Amen. Our God reigns. Amen. Amen. Marla. Right. Okay. Anything else tonight? I don't want to overlook anybody. Yes, Sherry? Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. Tell me the baby's name. Brock. All right. Anything else? Anybody? Yes, sis. Yeah. The, even as we're having the issues we are in our country and the turmoil, and everybody need to pray ahead of time for Jenny, uh, for July the fourth, and also for Israel's leadership as Tom kind of. Yes. Amen. Absolutely. Absolutely. Pray for, we always pray for Israel. Uh, continue to pray for Israel. Uh, things, are, things are changing there like they're changing here. And so um, my, my pastor taught me for years, and I've tried to teach you as your pastor for years, keep your eye on Israel. For as it goes with Israel, so it goes with the world. And so keep, keep your eyes focused on Israel. I'd ask you guys to remember your pastor this coming Friday. Uh, many of you know I went in a couple of weeks ago and had uh, some stress tests done and uh, echo deal on my heart. And uh, the stress test went fine, um, much better than when I did it a few years ago. At least I didn't wind up in the floor this time. And uh, I, I survived the stress test, but I go back in Friday to get my results. And uh, we want to just pray everything be okay uh, and for that doctor to have wisdom and not to give me any more medicine because I don't want none. And so, uh, or a diet or anything like that. I'm just going to go two thumbs way up, keep doing what you're doing. You know, that's, that's what I'm praying for. And so, Rick.
Praise God. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Isn't he faithful? Isn't he faithful? Amen. Amen. That's how I want to go to prayer. Won't you get on your feet if you don't mind? If you want to go around and, and if there's somebody that you want to go pray with, man, please always do that. Uh, but let's pray together tonight in this place. Father, you're an amazing God. So faithful, so true, so good to us. Lord, thank you for touching my brother Rick and healing his body. Uh, thank you for being with the McLemores as they traveled. God, thank you for your hedge protection around and about them. Lord, thank you for your blessing over our men's ministry, our women's ministry. Thank you for your healing process that you're working and brother Ronnie. You're an amazing God. Thank you, Lord, so much for, for what you're doing and how you're doing it. Uh, Lord, we pray for the Acox family tonight. God, we just speak peace over them. Uh, Lord, we ask that you'd intervene and just minister to that mother uh, and that father that's lost their, their son. Uh, Lord, we pray for baby Brock tonight. God, we ask that you touch and just uh, minister healing uh, to that baby. God, from the inside to the outside. Lord, I'm asking you tonight for John. I pray, Lord, that you would uh, let it be a boot instead of a cast. God, I pray quick, uh, speedy healing and recovery over that, that foot and uh, just that bone to be healed by, even by the time he goes to the doctor. Lord, I ask that you'd intervene on behalf of every need and name that's been mentioned here tonight. We ask you to touch Debbie and to heal her body. God, cause the, the circulation in her legs to be made whole and made right. Uh, God, thank you for, for all the blessings that have been spoken about tonight in this room. Your, your love your mercy, your protection, God, your, your never-ending grace. God, we pray uh, for the apple of your eye. We pray for the great nation of Israel. Uh, Lord, we pray for the nation of the United States. God, we, we ask your blessing over them both, God. We love you. We trust you tonight for who you are. And we thank you, God, for what you're going to do. In Christ's perfect name we pray. Amen and amen. Let's give him a hand clap of praise if you wouldn't mind tonight. Amen. God bless you tonight as you're seated. Uh, in the presence of the Lord. How many would agree tonight with the statement that our God is a faithful God? Amen. Just the, the testimony of Brother Rick just a few moments ago of, uh, of when people gathered together and began to pray, how, how God intervened and how God touched and how God lifted him up. Uh, I, I've, I've been there. I've, I've gone through uh, the stomach cramps so bad that you couldn't sleep at night. And, and to know that, that somebody prayed for you and that God heard and that God answered. He's a faithful God to hear and answer prayers. Amen. I believe He's faithful to His promise. He's faithful to His provision. God is faithful to His Word. Uh, if God said it, then church, we better know, we better understand. If God said it, that's exactly what's going to happen, right? Over the past several weeks, we've been uh, in this series discussing the, the messages of the seven letters to the seven churches in, there in the book of Revelation. Uh, we, we've been talking about uh, the, the church at Ephesus there in Revelation chapter 2, verses 1 through 7. Uh, the church that had lost its first love. They, they no longer had a fervent love for God. We also visited the church of Smyrna. Uh, that was known as the persecuted church. That, that they saw the, the Lord that He had instructed them to, to keep the faith, to hold on. Uh, even through the persecution, He told them to, to get a hold and to hang on. Then we took a look at the 
church at Pergamos, uh, Revelation 2, verses 12 through 17. They were known as the compromising church. We saw as we studied the, the church at Pergamos that they had allowed people to come in to the church who were worshiping false idols. They knew about it, they allowed it to go on, and therefore the Lord held that against them. We spoke about the church at Thyatira, uh, the, the corrupt church, who did not just have people in the church who were worshiping false idols, but they were also teaching people to do the same things themselves. They were leading people away from the Lord. Last week we spoke about the church at Sardis there in Revelation chapter 3 verses 1 through 6, the, the church that was in the middle of an emergency. They talked a good talk, but they didn't walk a good walk. They were, they were not exactly all that they said that they were. Therefore they were going through a, a time of an emergency. What we have focused on in each and every one of these churches, what we focused on in each and every one of these letters that we've discussed so far, is that in all these situations and in all these churches, what we see is that even in the year 2022, we have the same opportunity to fall into the same circumstances. We have the same opportunity to fall into the same situations. And I thank God tonight for the truth and the reality we find in this Word is that it still applies to us here tonight. How many would agree with that? How many know that's why we gather and that's why we preach the Word of God it is to examine ourselves and make the necessary corrections that need to happen in our lives and in the ministries that go on within our church, right? The truth is tonight that, that uh, the spiritual decline and spiritual failure can be stopped and avoided if there is sincere repentance and a return to the truth of the Word of God. Too many people get astray. Too many people drift away from God. Too many people float off into outer space when they drift away from the truth of the Word of God. Again and again during this study, the same thing the, the Word has repeated to us over and over again, the, the thing the Lord repeated to each of those churches was this. He says, let him who has an ear hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Can I tell you, let him who has ears hear what the Spirit says to the church and to the individual tonight, right? I believe we need to hear what the Spirit of the Lord says to these seven churches so that we too can overcome. And I believe we need to hear what the Spirit says to these seven churches so that we don't fall into the same circumstances that they did. Amen? Tonight we continue to dig into the Word of God to, uh, to find uh, again these seven letters to these seven churches. And tonight our focus is the, the church at Philadelphia. I want to talk about the church that was known as the Faithful Church. Find your Bibles if you would. Let's look at Revelation chapter 3. We want to read verses 7 through 13. The Bible says in verse 7, And to the angel of the church in Philadelphia write, These things says he who is holy, he who is true, he who has the key of, of David, he who opens a door no one shuts, and who shuts and no one opens. I know your works. See, I have set before you an open door, and no one can shut it. For you have a little strength, and have kept my word, and have not denied my name. Indeed, I make those of the synagogue of Satan, who say they are Jews, but are not, but lie. Indeed, I will make them come and worship before your feet, and to know that I have loved you, because you've kept my commandment to persevere." Also I will keep you from the hour of trial which will come upon the whole world to test those who dwell on the earth. Behold, I am coming quickly. Hold fast to what you have that no one may take your crown. 
And he who overcomes, I will make him a pillar in the temple of my God. And he shall go out no more. And I will write on him the name of my God, the name of the city of my God, the new Jerusalem which comes down out of heaven from my God. And I will write on him my new name. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Let's pray together again. Father, thank you again for your word. Thank you for the opportunity to gather in your presence. Lord, thank you for the, the revelation, truth, knowledge that we can find through your word. God, I pray that our hearts come alive, that we jump in the middle of this truth tonight, and God, we apply it to our own lives. God, we love you, we thank you, and we praise you. We give you all the glory. In the strong, amazing name of Jesus, we pray. And all of God's people agreed and said, Amen. Amen. Let's give the Lord another hand clap if you wouldn't mind, please. How many would agree tonight with the statement that God has called us to be faithful? God's called you to be faithful, guys. What a great compliment for a church or for a child of God to hear from the Lord that they're faithful. Yet that's exactly the compliment that the Lord gave this church at Philadelphia. I, I won't speak for you, but I will speak for myself. I have made it my personal goal in life. I look forward one day to hearing my Heavenly Father say, Well done, thy good and faithful servant. Enter in. Now, the, the, the truth is, is that faithfulness is hard to come by in the world we live in today. Amen? The, the fact is there's a lot of lack of faithfulness in the world we're living in. We see it in relationships. Once upon a time when a person said, till death do us part, that's exactly what they meant. They meant either you're going to die or we're going to be married forever. Right? Come on, <laughs> Lord. <laughs> till death do us part. Once upon a time, you saw faithfulness in the workplace. Uh, I had uh, a, an incredible uh, fella in the church there in uh, Muskogee. Uh, his name was Clive. I, I talk about Clyde all the time. I, I think so much of him. He was a hard-working man. Uh, he went to work for a, a company called Yaffe Metals right out of high school. Uh, he worked for Yaffe Metals right up until the time he retired. From the time he left high school until the time he retired. What's Yaffe Metals, Pastor? It's a scrapyard. They brought in copper, they brought in brass, they brought in leftover uh, metal sheet, metal, whatever it may be, and Clyde would take it and it was a recycling place and they'd put it where it needed to go. That's what he chose as his profession. That's where he chose to spend his life. He worked for them his entire career. Listen, friend, that's rare in the world we live in today. We don't see it on the part of the worker, and we don't see it on the part of the employee anymore. Uh, once upon a time, uh, uh, an employee would, would put you to work, and you could plan to retire. And once upon a time, a worker would come and, and hope to stay with that company until they retired. We don't see that happen too much in the world today. It's not seen in relationships. It's not seen in workplaces. And yes, sadly, it's not even seen in churches of the world today. Faithfulness to a church, faithfulness to God is not seen as a normal in the world and in the society that we live in today. Most people are faithful to God as long as it's convenient for them. Most people are, convenient, are, are faithful to God as long as everything goes their way. Listen, you guys that are in this room tonight and those that are at home watching the, the Word go forth by way of Facebook, listen, you're the exception to the rule. You're hungry for the Word of God. You want to be engaged in the Word of God while the rest of the world is off running and playing and doing their thing. Listen, it's important to be faithful, especially as we go about living in these last days. How many would agree with that? Yeah. 
Philadelphia was a city that was formed by the citizens of Pergamos, uh, that place of the compromising church. The community was built in a frontier area and, and as a gateway of the central plateau of Asia Minor. Uh, Philadelphia was a place filled with Greek culture and language. Philadelphia was also known for its, its vast vineyards that surrounded the city there at Philadelphia. As, a modern, as modern as a city as Philadelphia was, it was also surrounded by barbarians who were known for looting and pillaging and killing the people of, of, of Philadelphia. In 17 AD, it was destroyed, uh, Philadelphia was destroyed by an earthquake. And after that time, the aftershocks kept most of the people worried about another earthquake. So most of the people didn't live inside the actual city of Philadelphia. They lived in the outskirts. They, they wouldn't live where the big buildings were. They were afraid the earthquakes would cause them to topple and fall on them again. There in the midst of, of all of these things that were going on was a church. There in the midst of the earthquakes, there in the midst of the barbarians, there in the midst of the Greek culture was a church that the Lord referred to as the faithful church. Even in a place that was a gateway to the new ideas and the new cultures that were being brought in. Even in the midst of a place surrounded by the enemies known as barbarians. And even in a place where they knew natural disasters could occur at any moment, they were still speaking the truth of the Word of Almighty God. They were still known as a true and faithful church. Listen, we got a lot we can learn from them tonight, church. Some things I believe we can learn from the faithful church at Philadelphia. And the first thing I believe we can learn from them is they kept the Word of God. Look with me at verse 8. Verse 8 in your Bible says, I know your works. See, I have set before you an open door, and no one can shut it. For you have a little strength, and you have kept my word, and have not denied my name. How many are thankful tonight for the Word of God? How many think the Word of God is something worthy to keep? I believe it to be a lamp. I believe it to be a light. I believe it should guide the path of our lifestyle every day. And I believe we're supposed to take His Word, hide it in our heart, and not sin against it. In other words, I believe we're supposed to keep the Word of God, not just when we're inside the house of God, but as we leave the doors of the church, then walk in the Word of God every day of our lives. How many agree with that much tonight? The Lord tells the church there at Philadelphia in verse 8, He said, I know your works. He said, I've opened a door in front of you. You didn't have much strength, but you kept my word and you didn't deny my name. And I opened a door in front of you. Listen, I believe the open door that God placed in front of the church at Philadelphia was an opportunity to share the ministry of the Word of Almighty God. I believe that door was an opportunity to preach the gospel, to proclaim the good news, to tell the truth of the Word to everybody that that they would encounter, everybody that they would come into contact with. He also said, you kept my Word. In other words, you didn't take anything away from it. You didn't add anything to it. You got the Word. You stuck to the Word. You did the Word. You you wasn't just hearers of the Word, but you were doers of the Word. You kept my Word. He also said, you didn't deny my name. In other words, you didn't seek the glory for yourself. You wasn't preaching the Word. You wasn't sharing the Word. You wasn't keeping the Word to build up a church or to build up a name of a denomination. You wasn't doing that just to, to put more people in pews. You were not doing it for your own glory. You were doing it for my glory. Thank God. How many believe it's all about Him tonight? Then the Lord said, that's what makes you faithful. Come on, church, can I tell you tonight, there's still a lot of places that there's an open door of opportunity. 
Long Grove Assembly of God is one of those places where there's still an open door of opportunity. There's still a place for the preaching of the truth of the Word of Almighty God. There's still a place for the proclamation of the gospel, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. Not to build up the name of an individual, not to build up the name of this church, but to build up the name of Jesus Christ. He said, if I'll be lifted up, I'll draw all men unto me. Come on, it's not about us, it's always about Him. Amen? But the sad truth is, is that for many people and many different churches and many different ministries, when that door of opportunity is open for them, they think they need to water down the truth of the Word of God and be seeker-friendly just so that we can make everybody comfortable. We've got we've to just tippy-toe around the truth now. We, we can't preach the whole truth because if we, if we say homosexuality is a sin, while well, we might offend somebody and they might not ever come back to the church again. And so they avoid topics like homosexuality. They avoid topics like sin. They avoid topics like repentance. They avoid topics like holiness. Listen, friend, as long as God allows me to be your pastor, I'm going to minister the truth of the Word of God. I don't care who likes it and who don't like it. We need the truth of the Word of God and nothing less. We can't water down the Word no matter who it rubs the wrong way. We must honor the name of Almighty God in all that we do. I believe Psalms 119 verse 11 when it says, Your word I hid in my heart that I might not sin against you. We need to be putting the word of God in people's hearts so that sin is not against God. It's not against people. It's not against anything. We want to have the word and live out that word every day of our lives. To be a faithful church, we must be a person and we must be a people who keep the Word and never deny His name. What do we learn from the faithful church? We must keep God's Word. Another thing we learn from the faithful church tonight is this. They persevered. Poke your neighbor and tell him, are you persevering? Look at verse 10. Verse 10 says, because you have kept my command to persevere. I will also keep you from the trials which shall come upon the whole earth to test those who dwell on the earth. Thank God tonight for His keeping power. How many of you ever been kept by the hand of the Lord? Hallelujah. You know, I believe the Lord likes silly people because He made so many of us, right? Have you ever been in a circumstance or a situation where you knew you should have died because of what you had done? Come on, Rick, you better lift your hand. Tommy Tucker, I expected yours to go up too. All three of them, yes. Sometimes we get ourselves in circumstances and situations and and we look around and we're like, yeah, I'm I'm at the top of a 30-foot ladder and I've only got one foot on it and I'm hanging out over here. And it's only the hand of God that's keeping you alive, right? Thank God for the keeping power of Almighty God. The Lord tells the church that because they kept His commandment to persevere, because they kept the faith, that He would keep them from the hour of trial, that trial that was going to come upon the whole earth. How many understand what's being talked about in the Word right here? How many would agree that that in the environment that this church was existing in, in the environment that the church of Philadelphia was, was at, keeping the faith and persevering was not an easy thing for them to do. 
They were in the midst of a foreign culture. They were in the midst of a place where enemies surrounded them. Barbarians could come in and kill them. They were in the midst of natural disasters. Listen, this would have been a really easy place to go. I'm done. I quit. I'm throwing in the towel. It's just too much. It's just too difficult. I'm just over it. I just can't put up with it anymore. And an environment like they lived in, how many can get it? It would have been really easy to, to just give up, right? It would have been easy for them to say, well, everybody else is doing it, so I might as well do it too. <laughs> Praise God, the Word of God says exactly the opposite. It says that they were faithful and that they persevered. And because they were faithful and they persevered, they were going to be kept from the hour of trial that was coming upon the whole earth. In other words, the time of the great tribulation. The Lord said, because you've endured, because you've persevered, because you kept my Word, because you didn't deny my name, listen, I'm going to help you get through this time that's coming upon the whole world. Church, can I tell you tonight, we live in a world filled with a lot of ungodly influence in our society today. We live in a culture very similar to, to the Greeks. Promiscuality of sexuality and the, the relationships that are being promoted. Multi-gods worship that, that's happening in our world and our society today. No, we don't live in a place that's known for its vineyards. But yes, we live in a place that's known for its casinos and its pot shops on every corner and its grow houses in every community. You can't drive up and down Highway 70 without the smell of marijuana blasting in your vehicle as you drive through the, through the countryside in our society today. We live in a society very similar to that of Philadelphia. And the same truth for Philadelphia is the same truth for the church of 2022. It would be really easy to give up. It'd be real easy to throw in the towel. It'd be real easy to say, well, you know what? Everybody else is doing it, so we might as well do it too. We might as well be like the rest of the world. We might as well fall in with the rest of the culture. But the, the word that the Lord told the church at Philadelphia was, because they persevered, they were going to be kept from the great tribulation that was coming upon the whole earth. Boy, I don't know about you, but I sure want to get out of jail free card on that one. How about you? Hallelujah. All because they persevered. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 13 says that we need to take up the whole armor of God that we might be able to withstand in the day of evil. And then having done all to stand, stand. Come on, I want to stand. How about you? I don't want to fall to the corruption of society. I don't want to fall to the lust and the desire of flesh. I don't want to fall to the weakness of my eyesight or my heart. I, I don't want to fall to the things of the world. I want to stand on the truth of the Word of Almighty God and never fall. I want to persevere through all the opposition that may be around us. What do we learn from this faithful church? We learned that they kept the Word of God. We learned that they persevered. We also learned that they desired God's promise over everything else. Look with me at verse 12. Verse 12, and the Word says, He who overcomes, I will make him a pillar in the temple of my God. And he shall go out no more, and I will write, his name, uh, write on him the name of my God and the name of my city of God, the new Jerusalem, which shall come down out of heaven from my God. And I will write on him my new name. Thank God for the promise of his word. Can you say amen? amen. 
The Word tells us that to those who overcome or to those who are faithful until the end, they shall be a pillar in the temple of God. The Lord said they're not going to go out anymore. Friend, that talks about being there for time, eternal, 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 eternal. We don't have a, a good grip on eternity, guys. We think if the preacher preaches five minutes over time for church to be out, uh, that's an eternity. It's really not. Eternity is an infinite concept that, that I don't know that the human mind can fully grasp or understand. I don't know that we fully can, can comprehend eternity. My pastor told a story one time that I always try to relate when I talk about eternity. He said, imagine a sparrow flying from the east coast to the west coast back and forth, taking a grain of sand from the east coast to the west coast, and then from the west coast to the east coast, picking up a grain of sand from there and taking it to the east and picking up a grain of sand from the west and taking it to the east until they have exchanged all of the sand on the seashore from the east coast to all of the sand on the seashore on the west coast and then you've exactly seen one drop in the bucket of eternity. Our minds can't comprehend that. Our minds can't understand eternity. When the Lord says He promises us eternity, He speaks of time on top of time eternal. The Word says that He's going to write His name on them and the name of the city of God, the New Jerusalem. That speaks of ownership and new and a new home in heaven with Him. Listen, when I was a kid, uh, not, not even a kid, when I worked at Dresser Ran, I put my initials on every tool that was in my toolbox because them old boys liked the wrenches that I had. And I'd find something that belonged to me in somebody else's toolbox, right? I wanted to make sure that I got my tools back after the job was done for the day. And so I'd put my name on them. When God says He's going to write His name on you... <laughs> That speaks of ownership, friend. That one belongs to me. See, it's got my name on it. Yeah, put it back in my toolbox. When he talks about putting the name of the New Jerusalem, he talks about, listen, I identify as living here. This is my home. I belong to the New Jerusalem. And look, I'm stamped with the name of my Father. I'm stamped with the name of my God. I belong to Him and I belong here. Get out of my way. I'm a part of heaven. The Word says He's going to give us a new name. That talks about a, a new beginning for us as creations in Christ. Church, why does, why does God make these specific promises to these people? I believe it's because they were faithful to His Word. It, they were faithful to uh, persevere. They were faithful to God. And I believe it was their desire to God's promise that He had made to them to drive them to be faithful to Him and to His Word. How many understand God's made us a boatload of promises in His Word tonight? For those that are faithful, His promise in John 14, 2 and 3 is, In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. He said, I'm going to go prepare a place for you. And if I go prepare a place for you, I'm going to come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. Man, that's a promise I desire tonight. How about you? 
The promise for the faithful is to be kept from the coming trial, to be kept from the coming wrath. 1 Thessalonians 5, 9 and 10 says, For God did not appoint us unto wrath, but unto salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, that whether we wake or sleep, we should live together with Him. Come on. God didn't appoint us for the coming wrath. We're not going to have to go through one iota of tribulation when that trumpet sounds. Guess what? Gravity's going to let go, and we get to go home and be with our Redeemer forever and ever and ever. Your name will be written down. His name will be written on you. Your identification for where you belong will be on you. We get to go to the new Jerusalem and stay there forever and ever. Come on. Uh, But it's got to be what we desire the most in our lives. Whatever you desire the most is what's going to win. That's something to write down if you didn't. Whatever you desire the most is what's going to win in your life. Whatever you desire the most is what you're going to push for. Whatever you desire the most is is what you're going to drive for. If you desire the world and the things of the flesh the, the most, guess what? The world and your flesh will win every time. But if you desire the Lord, if you desire His promise, if you desire relationship deeper with Him than you've ever had before, guess what? That's what's going to win over in your life. Whatever wins ultimately has control over your life. What we keep as a word in our life. Listen, we can keep the word of the world or we can keep the word of God in our lives. Whatever we persevere through. If we persevere in in the world, guess what? Then God reigns and rules over our lives as well. That's what wins over in our life. Whatever wins has ultimate control of whether or not we throw in the towel in our lives. If we're going to be counted as faithful, we've got to desire the Word of Almighty God in operation through our lives. What do we learn from this faithful church tonight? We learn that they desired God's promise above everything else. Church, I don't know about you, but I need His promise in operation in my life every day. I want to keep His Word. I want to endure. I want to persevere through all the hardships, through all the tests and trials. Because guess what? We're going to see Him in these last days. Going through hard times doesn't mean we're going through tribulation. There's a world of difference between hard times and tribulation. We haven't seen uh, one iota in comparison to the tribulation that's going to befall this old world. But the truth of the matter is, we can endure $5 a gallon gasoline. Does it stink? Does it hurt? Does it make you upset at the gas pump? Do you want to put them stickers on there that says, I did that? Yes. We can endure sickness. Are you here? We can endure hard times. We can endure persecution. We can endure people talking about us behind our back. We can endure all the junk going on in the world today. Why? Because the promise of God is so much greater. We can be the faithful church of Philadelphia. That's who I believe God's called us to be. You bow your heads with me tonight and pray, please. Father, I love you so much. So grateful and so thankful, Lord, just for for the blessing of being the minister of your word. Lord, thank you for the ears and the hearts that are here to hear it and to receive it. God, I believe just like the church at Philadelphia, you've opened a door in front of us, a door of opportunity. Share your word to preach the truth, to reach the lost and undone, to make a difference in our community. God, help us to be faithful in that. 
Let us keep your word. Let us never deny your name, God. Let us persevere, endure. And God, may we desire your promise above all other things. God, it, it becomes the chief priority. It's, it's what we desire the most. May it be the winner in our lives. Lord, have your way right now as we meet with you in a time of prayer. And may you be the one who receives all the praise and the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Please, with head bowed and eyes closed, Sherry's going to pick us out a song tonight. And we're going to pray here in just a minute. But I always want to give an opportunity for anyone who might be among us that, that may be away from the relationship with the Lord. See, He loves us each and every one. He died for us each and every one. He doesn't care who we are, where we're from, what color our skin is. He loves us and He died for us. And He's coming again. But the only assured way of, of knowing that when that trumpet does sound, that, that we're called away to be with Him forever is through a personal relationship with Him right now. If, if we'll accept Him, if we'll believe in Him with all of our heart, our mind, our soul, our strength, if, if we believe in Him, confess Him as Lord over our lives, that's the only thing that makes us saved. If you're in this room tonight and you'd say, Pastor, I need Jesus to forgive me of sin, to make me a brand new creation, if that's you and you're here and you'd, you just make that your confession, I'd ask you to lift your hand. I want to pray with you anywhere around this room. Thank you, Lord. Congregation, would you stand with me tonight? I believe He's called us to be faithful. Even in the midst of an unfaithful world, we are living in a time of unfaithfulness, guys. But we as a church and we as an individual can be faithful to our God above all other things. See, that's, that's number one. That's where it all begins. If, if we're not faithful to Him, how can we be faithful to anything else? I'm not asking you to be faithful to Pastor Gary. I'm not asking you to be faithful to this church. I ask you to start by being faithful to God, and then all the other pieces will fall into place. Yeah. God bless you tonight as you spend some time in prayer.